1: A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kinda like the high five, but if you wanna hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, BTW report, we're prohibited by law, see terms and conditions 18+. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash.
2: This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with Fan Hub to put fans first. Search Fan Hub app to play your part in the journey.
0: The 1865 Match Report. Hello and welcome to the 1865 Forest Ramble. We are recording just after the match has ended. It was, of course, Derby 1, Forest 1. In a match that Forest fans will feel, well, frankly, we should have taken the three points. Um, I'm joined by Jason and Corey from the Rams Review podcast. But first of all, Maradon the Midlands, I'm going to come to you. How do you feel after that?
3: Very disappointed. Um I felt we were in complete control of the game when, when Derby scored. It was it was comfortable without being 100% comfortable because we were all obviously still got the memory of last season and the last-minute goal we conceded then. But I just I couldn't see where Derby were going to get the goal from. Um, we were looking sound defensively. We were controlling the ball well in midfield. We were passing it around as well as we have done all season. Um, and Derby looked short confidence, and so it's, it's really quite gutting. We we're, we're in complete control then.
0: Yeah, OK, Corey, um, I mean, it, there's a sense of deja vu here because, was it about six, seven months ago, I contributed to your Derby-Forest pre-match uh, preview, and then uh, Forest were probably comfortably in control of the match. We were 1-0 up, and then we conceded a late goal, and and all of a sudden, the entire mood changed. Um. <laughs> Do you, do you get that sense of deja vu yourself?
1: I do. I do, Rich. And I think that the two teams mirror each other so, so much. It's just incredible. And I've been talking this week, like how when the teams first played, both teams were kind of on a downward end since Christmas, they've both kind of been in much better form. Um, both have changed managers, both have gotten loan signings in in January instead of making permanents. And this game was very much the microcosm of that. Whereas um Fortress kind of scored when Darby were on top and, Darby kind of scored when Forrest were on top and it was something had to break one way or another. And, you know, you know, it had, it had draw written all over it because I think every team was, every team canceled each other out everywhere in the field. But um, yeah, I think it draws a a fair result. If you had to break it down, you know, it's probably Darby one Forrest 1.25, maybe, you know, on the balance of play, maybe 1.35 if I'm being generous. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, But you know, those are the fractions that we're dealing with because the game was so even um, for a large uh, large swaths of it.
0: Okay well I mean we've got slightly different opinions there from Maradon Millens <laughs> and Corey, but uh, I mean Jason would you agree that 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 derby goal from Colin Kazim-Richards quality quality finish but it really did come out of nowhere didn't
2: it? Yeah 100% I think to be honest with you the you know from, from even from the gambits of the game it was Derby had the ball and didn't didn't do enough with it um it, it, And then, you know, the the first goal, which Marshall saves nine times out of ten.
0: I would say that uh, basically your big problem there was there's that one occasion where Forrest scored where, sure, Marshall made a mistake, but Derby just couldn't defend the second ball, could they, for most of the match?
1: Yeah, they struggled. They struggled, and I think Andre Wisdom was probably the one that struggled the most out of out of the back four. I thought Buchanan and Byrne both had both had pretty solid games. Clark was basically that's what a Matt Clark performance in a Derby shirt looks like. But I thought Andre Wisdom, um, other than other than obviously the mistake from Marshall, which did cost the goal, those mistakes from goalkeepers do tend to do that. Um, yeah, I think I think Andre Wisdom was probably. Uh, the weakest one out of that back line, which was a bit surprising to see. And it was a bit surprising really to see Darby defend so poorly that way because for the last several weeks, they've been, they've been excellent. I mean, they went on a sh- stretch not too long ago where it was like four games and they conceded one shot on goal um, and they were really solid defensively and they looked a bit shaky. And I think obviously with Marshall going off with the injury and Roos coming in, Keller Roos, you know, he, he played what over an hour, I think, of the game. I think it was just maybe an hour, 50 minutes. And, and he, he, didn't, he didn't look comfortable. He, didn't, he looked like he kind of unnerved the back line a little bit, so I don't think that helped either. Mm. But it was shocking. It was, it was surprising from a Derby perspective that that kind of defensive performance was put in, yes.
0: Mm. Married on the Midlands, bearing in mind that Derby did look jittery at the back and lost confidence after Forrest scored that goal. I mean, Forrest really should have capitalized, shouldn't they? But they still didn't quite create decisive chances, did they?
3: No, it's, it's the same old problem that we've had all season where um, we just don't really create enough clear-cut chances. We had we a few sort of balls into the box with a Garner sort of header from distance, um, figueredo header from distance. Um, but without really creating open clear-cut chances, I think that's the problem we're going to have when you've got a 37-year-old striker up front. He just he lacks the pace just to get away from a, from a defender. Um for all the good things he did sort of holding up the ball quite well and sort of uh, linking up with the other players. It's just that finals when you need a little bit of pace in the box to get away from a defender, we're maybe lacking that. And we have, we've done that all season really Taylor's got no pace and um, Lewis Grabbin's not played well at all season. So um, it's, it's, it's the problem we've had is it's, it's, that last two, uh, two out of three away games we've, we've thrown away points in the last five, 10 minutes, but we, we looking back and you know, we really should have beaten Swansea and we really shouldn't have won today. I mean, we're looking at so maybe five, six wins in a row, but in that case, and uh, it's just that little, that in- inability to score the second goal, which is, which is costing us now.
0: Jason, you, Before we started recording, um, you mentioned about the possibility of should Derby have had a penalty in the first half. So I take that and I say, well, with VAR, it would have been interesting. Uh, But with VAR as well, there would have been a question mark about Kazim Richard's goal. Would you agree?
2: Yeah, uh, you can't, can't argue that point. And I think that's the thing I was sat there thinking. What would VAR have made of that penalty decision? And I said to you before we started recording. I think if you're the team wanting the penalty, it's a penalty all day long. If it's the team that's conceded the penalty, it's not. Um, and that's where, obviously, that's for a whole another debate. But that is where the, the cloudiness of the of the rules come from. But yeah, I mean, again, it's you know, for the for the richest goal. It, it, it's it's six or one and half a dozen of the other. It's probably again, it's probably one where, Another another point on the pitch, and I actually thought the ref didn't do a didn't do necessarily a bad job. It was an 80 second minute before we thought, saw the first card. Um, I thought actually he marshaled the game quite well. Um, the, the, it was a bit of a bitty game, wasn't it? Really, I mean there was a lot of stops and starts in it as well. And but I thought he dealt with he dealt, for a derby game. I thought he dealt with it quite well. So you take you have to take the rough with the smooth uh, with with those kind of decisions, but. Yeah, I can't argue your point, as I say, you know, with it being Derby's goal, I'm not going to say that that's an issue. But the other way around, yeah, maybe I'd feel aggrieved.
0: Corey, um, after Derby got that goal, however fortunate it was that it you know, came out of nowhere in the handball, or was it, wasn't it, um, yeah, quality finish as we've discussed. Do you think that uh, actually Derby had the chances to go on and get the points?
1: I do definitely. I think that it was. I think that game, that goal, kind of kicked the game into life. And I was a bit disappointed that there was only what ten minutes on the clock left. If there was another another ten or fifteen on top of that, with twenty minutes left, twenty five, it would have been a real cracking finish. And it was a pretty good finish. I think Lee Gregory he'll probably be uh, not wanting to see that replay anytime soon because it fell to him and he had a really good opportunity to score. Um, And yeah, I think Darby were kind of finished the game. They finished, I think they finished the game of the stronger of the two sides. I think that they, the, the substitutions of Gregory and, and, and and Roberts kind of influenced things late on, you know, the Sibley substitution, eh, it's kind of those ones. And obviously the goalkeeper one had to be made, but yeah, I think, I think Darby finished the, the game the stronger, and I think they had the better chances to win it. And I'll be honest with you, I would have put a lot of money on it, Rich, to, for Lee Gregory to bury that because, you know, he's a, he's a veteran championship striker. You know, he's not he's not Ronaldo, okay? You know, he's, he's, but he's a journeyman uh, veteran championship striker who's very
3: good
1: at this level. And, you know, you would have expected him to at least put a shot on target um, and, any, and he scuffed it wide. So, yeah, it's a bit disappointing, but I think Darby could have gone on and won it. But it was a good. It was very interesting spectacle for the last ten minutes because the game really went end to end. Uh,
0: Jason, just coming back to you uh, briefly, uh, you mentioned um, a little bit earlier, once again before we started recording, about the Forest players that you thought uh, were doing a good job in in our team. So, do you just want to, for the benefit of the audience, uh, tell us what you, <laughs> yeah. said you were impressed by?
2: Absolutely, I, I think Figueredo played really well. Um, Cause caused Derby a lot of trouble uh, from set piece. He says, "I thought his overall play defensively. I thought he was absolutely on point, to be honest." And yeah, Joe Worrell did what I fully expect Joe Worrell to do as a centre back. I, I, must admit, I've I thought he's he's, he's better than I thought he was. Uh, that's no real like disrespect to him, but he's, he is a much better centre off than I give him than I gave him credit for. thought uh, James Garner in the midfield, of course, scores the goal, so he's obviously going to get uh, he has to get a mention. Don't necessarily think he did as much in the game as uh, I know. On our preview this time, we we discussed he was probably quite a quite a danger man. Um, of course, he, he scored a goal, so he was clearly a danger man. And then Kravinovich, I thought he just he just linked it well. I thought Murray obviously was not really in the game, so it, there was quite a bit of work from him, and I thought he he did pretty well. Knockout. I thought we kept quiet f- as best as we could. I know it's something me and Corey discussed down that left hand side. Leave you out. Had a bit of a torrid time against um, for Watford a couple of weeks ago, and I was fully expecting Knockart to to really cause some damage down that right side. I, don't get me wrong; I know he got down there a, a few times, but I don't think he was quite as devastated as, as we know Knockart can be. I thought Cyrus Christie, for certainly on our preview when we spoke to um, spoke to the guys from Nottingham Post, that you know they were saying that Cyrus Christie's not been fantastic in a Forest shirt. I actually thought. He put in an off decent performance. Don't necessarily think there was a great deal last of him, but I thought you know certainly moving forward, I don't think we really challenged him defensively. And you know, there's, you know Sam Bird Bryce did exactly what you expect from him. We I, I fully rate him as a goalkeeper. I thought he dealt really well. I thought Joe Warrell for me was probably the one. I thought he kept because he Richards really quiet, and that that is a. That is a thing that, to stop Derby from playing, that's one of the, the main things you have to do. Keep, keep Kazan Richards quiet and and win that midfield battle, which, taking the first 25 minutes aside, I actually thought Forrest did really, really well. Maradon the Midlands.
0: I'm going to come on to a couple of those points in a sec, but first of all, Jason started there by talking about Tobias Figueredo, who I thought had a really good match, but... Would it be harsh to say he made a mistake
3: for that goal? Yeah, um, he, he just sliced the ball. He just, he, and it's so unfortunate because he, he put in an exemplary centre half performance before that. And I was just thinking, just minutes before that, he's playing so well. And I was, I was gonna, I was about to put on our group WhatsApp chat. Oh, I wonder what the people who've, who've been abusing him will say now. And. Um, it's just such a pity because he looked so calm. And earlier in the season, he seemed to be playing in a sort of almost an agitated state. He was almost in a torment in, within, and he it was, it was manifesting itself in his performances. He was making silly mistakes. He looked ragged. He looked really calm today and played so well. It's just such a shame that it had to come from him. I mean, uh Kazim Richards had to do a lot to score the goal. Even, even if you make that mistake, you don't expect it to fly in from there, nine times out of the 10, it, it wouldn't do. So it's just such a pity.
0: OK, and if we move on to a couple of the uh, players that Jason mentioned as well, further up the pitch. I mean, uh, Knockhart was was enjoying himself in that second half, wasn't he? I mean, the big change, um, and Baz commented it on our WhatsApp group, is that in the first half, having kind of sat deep uh, having got the goal then Forrest did start pushing a little bit more and um, and they pressed higher up the pitch for the majority of that second half and that's when we saw Knockart getting a little bit of time and space down that right hand side combining well with Christie going forward doing some showboating but also having been relatively quiet not seeing much of the ball in the first half Kravinovich started to come into his own in that second half as well didn't he
3: yeah, he was brilliant in that second half. As was McCart. Uh, they were just um, good players playing well. Um, some of the, the nutmegs and things, and little dinks and, and passes around players, uh, balls around corners. It was just it was, it was a joy to watch because we we've been so bereft of that for the past two two years, twenty years. I don't know how long you want to go back. It's just we were so we so rarely Most most of the time, we just see our players. Pass it aimlessly out of play when there's nobody near them, so to see see some players like that it it was a joy um and again just such a pity we couldn't couldn't capitalize on it with a second goal it's um but it was it's, it's positive signs it's, it looks good for the future or for the rest of this season the the, the, the sort of downside is that all of the good players were on loan, so I don't know how many of them are going to be here for for next season, but
0: we'll worry about that when that happens. Corey, just to come back to you and uh, just as we get towards the close of tonight's uh, broadcast. um, Basically, I think one of the things that's going to be the most... We're we're all going to be relieved no matter whether we're wearing white or red tonight because actually a match that looked like a relegation six-pointer as little as a month ago or six weeks ago now looks like a match which has the potential to cement both teams in mid-table. And it's so sad, but so relieving that... (laughs) <laughs> that we're saying that, isn't it?
1: It is. It's very anticlimactic, Rich. Uh, yeah, I think when you looked at this game on paper, like you said a couple weeks ago, it was it was this was the one that was going to either pull one team completely away and suck one team into it, and the emotional impact that it would have on the team that lost the game or didn't take them out, you know, uh, draw doesn't really help anybody in relegation dogfights. We're assuming wins and losses here. The team that lost the game would emotionally probably be devastated and it would take them a couple games to pick it back up. And with Darby coming up against um, Cardiff and Coventry, you know, they think they've got three straight away games. So it would suck Darby right back into it had they lost. And I think, you know, this is football. So what a difference 90 minutes makes, what a difference four weeks make. it's basically a lifetime. And I think you're dead on, I think it solidifies both teams in the, in the lower mid table area. Um, you know, but again, this is the championship. So you never want to say, you never want to say die a couple losses here and there, a couple teams it can get, it can get hairy, but I definitely think that both teams will finish lower mid table. I think there are three worse teams um, in this division than both Darby and Forrest um, by, by a long margin, by a long margin. And I think that Darby and Forest are showing in their form since since you know mid december christmas time that they are performing at the teams that they are supposed to be at but they are paying the consequences for having very poor starts because i know obviously Lamushi, they pulled the trigger on him they got chris hutton in and then Things weren't necessarily going to plan for the first several weeks for Forrest under Chris Hughton, but since then it's kind of picked up. So, yeah, it, it's very anticlimactic, but it's also weirdly relieving that's like good one-one, good solid 1-1 one, one draw. I know I would have been happy if you had said to me this week Darby would be picking up four points, you know, from two home games, Huddersfield and Forrest. I would have been very happy with that. So I'm very pleased with the draw, and I think just like you say, Rich, it, it's going to be a, you know, a nice – a nice – nice, by Derby standards, run of the mill, end of the season. Let's just finish out mid table and get and get to get to a very interesting summer ahead.
0: Okay, thank you very much, Corey, and thank you to Jason, and thank you to the Maradon, the Midlands. Um, if there's some consolation for Forest supporters, it's seven points out of nine this week. Um, just like Derby, Forest have got a tough run of games coming up over the next few weeks. So actually, any points gained now have to be you know you have to bank them and, and see where we go. Um, Oddly enough as well, if Forrest had won this, we'd have ended up in the top half of the table somehow, albeit for 24 hours. Um, anyway, we'll be back with a uh, one of our monthly uh, long podcasts coming up uh, in a couple of days' time. So keep an eye on your podcast feed or check in at 1865.football. And once again, thank you to the Maradon the Midlands, to Jason and Corey from Rams Review Podcast. And thank you for listening.